Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen wolf And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, a practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 257, which is airing in early July of 2022. Early July turns out to be the midway point of the year, which I'm sure many people knew, although we sometimes tend to think of June, I guess, as the midpoint of the year. But uh, we thought we'd do a mid-year goal check-in, always among Sarah's favorite episodes. So we are doing goals. Again, you like these. I love these. I mean, the funny thing is I don't really, well, this year I did because it was in preparation for this episode, but because I plan in quintiles and not traditional quarters, the midpoint of the year would not necessarily be a natural checkpoint for me, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to convince you to do five quintile goal episodes yearly. So we threw this one in. That's that that seems like a good compromise. I think two is two is a good number. Two is a good number. And you'll you'll sort of understand for any new listeners who are listening to this episode that Sarah and I may have slightly different approaches to goals. I love goals as well. My goal planning is probably not quite as extensive as Sarah's. And I was in a bit of a goal funk for the end of last year as well and didn't feel like setting any huge ones, although I did set some. 
and I'm happy to report on how those have gone. But why don't you talk us through what people should be thinking about if they are doing a mid-year goal check-in? And our Patreon community has already gotten an interactive version of this by the time this airs, that we have done a goal check-in session all together. But for those listening, why don't you talk through what that entails? Yeah. So the things I like to think about, and it's sort of somewhat similar to the things I think about at the end of the year, but with more attention to auditing what I already created and deciding whether it still makes sense. So the things I like to consider are, how has the year gone overall so far? Is it a way different year than I expected? Did new opportunities come up? Did I make some big grand decision? Have there been some themes that emerged? I mean, think about your mid-year goal check-in in 2020. You probably were like, wow, <laughs> a lot of pivoting needs to be done, right? And maybe that's not as true in 2022, but maybe you're unexpectedly pregnant or you got a new job or you you know decided to move in the last few months. So some big things can happen. And it's, it's a nice time to kind of take stock and see if the themes that you sort of thought about for this year might have changed and to appreciate that. Then I like to go back and look at my 2022 goals list. I know I'll get questions like, where do I keep this list? This year, I've kept it in Todoist. I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing for me, but it is kind of a nice place where I knew I know where I can find it. I happen to think Apple Notes works pretty much as well as Todoist and is free and easily accessible on every device. So yeah, I don't know if Todoist is going to be a forever thing for me, but I know it has its devotees and that's where my goals list has lived this year. And so it was easy for me to go through and look to see which, if any, are completed, which are not done, but like on track, which seemed more unrealistic for what the year has left and which are no longer exciting or appealing. And I think that that last category is important because there's no reason to be bogged down by something just because in December of 2021, you thought it would be a really cool thing to do for the year. Maybe you tried it and you're like, this habit is actually not serving me and you'll have more peace if you just officially give yourself permission to move on. So I have done that with a couple of mine and we'll talk about these a little bit in these categories. And then it's also nice to think about if there are some replacement goals you'd like to add in, particularly if you've ditched a couple of them or if your life circumstances have changed a little bit. I also think this is a wonderful opportunity to look at the school calendar for the next academic year. By this point, that should be out. And, um, you know, it's kind of shocking, but certain types of vacations uh, these days need to be booked so far in advance that now is actually not a terrible time to think about things like winter break, for example. We decided we're going to go on our first family ski trip this winter. And like when I went through the selection, we're, we're thinking about Montana. It was already kind of limited. So yeah, it's certainly not too soon. So with all that, my monologue... <laughs> We will get in uh, with these categories, I guess, a little bit, some of our goals for the, the year and how they're looking. I know some of you might be like, why do I care? And then others of you live for these episodes. So we'll just do this for that latter category. That's good. We like our goal setting listeners. We like our not goal setting listeners too. Uh, it takes all kinds. But uh, so why don't you talk us through, we can start with the good stuff, the things that have gone really well or are already done. Yeah. So the first category is the goals for 2022 that are either going well and on track or they're finished. So for me, the first one is that I wanted to get regular massages or facials. I know very indulgent goal. 
Uh, my thought was monthly and I would say it's going well. I don't go every month, but I probably average close to once a month because I tend to schedule them every other month, but then I also throw them in if we are on vacation, things like that. Anyway, I'm satisfied with the frequency. So I'm going to call that going well. Um, certain habit goals are going well. I still love filling out my five-year journal every day. It's like a quick little one-liner doing Headspace and Duolingo most days. My habits are not absolute and neither was my goals. So I can say I'm successfully doing it, even if it's not every single day. To start a book club. So believe it or not, as this is airing, I have my first book club tonight at my house. I'm so excited. So um, I will report back in a future episode about how that went, but I will consider that done because at least I know two people are coming and probably more. So um, yay. Do better podcast planning in advance. Actually, I think I have tackled that one this year really well, both with Best Laid Plans and Best of Both Worlds. I think it was partly by necessity because it started to get a little bit confusing and now they both have ads and things like that. But I've, I feel like I have a good system. Work on increasing strength and running fitness. Definitely feels like that is on track. I'm having a good run of my total strength with Andy number two. And I definitely have found myself getting stronger and running's going really well doing a shutdown ritual daily. I've started to incorporate that in terms of like actually going through my work email, going through my clinical inbox, like saying to myself, like, we're good, putting a check and then like closing the work stuff and not thinking about it and not opening work email and even trying to stay off my other email as well. And that's been going well. And then finally, stay off of social media. That was a lofty one, but I have stayed off and it's been great. And I haven't, I don't feel like I've had alternatives creeping in even. I think like the closest thing is email, but thankfully email is somewhat limited. Like it's not an infinite feed. (laughs) So it's much better. Yeah. Although social media isn't infinite either. I mean, if you're only following like 200 Instagram accounts, there's only so much they're going to post in any given like 24 hours. So I guess it's not. But Instagram will serve you up all kinds of other crap. It'll give you other stuff that you, you didn't ask for. That is, that is definitely true. I have not set a goal to get off social media, which is good because I haven't gotten off of it. So better not to set a goal that you're not going to do. But I had a few, my Shakespeare project. So what I've enjoyed doing over the past two years really is taking some big work and reading through it slowly over the course of a year. So in 2021, I read through War and Peace at the rate of one chapter a day. It has 361 chapters. So I got through it in a year. And it was great to really appreciate that work of literature at such a slow pace. This year, I am reading through all the works of Shakespeare. It turns out to be very similar in terms of length. You know, I I am using a calendar that somebody else had done a project of reading through all the works of Shakespeare, and I'm following his calendar from a few years ago. I'm about halfway through it, as you would be uh, in in early July, and it's been good. It's been very manageable because if you've got the whole year to read through it, you only have to read about ten minutes a day. Uh, It's been about three pages, four pages in one of the plays, you know, so I've gotten through a lot of the the famous stuff, Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet, King Lear, but also some of the less famous stuff like John the Second, Henry the Fourth, Part Three or whatever it is. I, you know, he wrote a lot of histories that people have not necessarily read, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been been good to read and to get that sense of of his work that I had just, you know, read a few plays or seen a few plays over the years and enjoyed them, but didn't have a real sense of his entire volume of work. So I'm I'm glad that's been going well. 
have not found it hard to stick with. So yay. I'm also writing at least 100 words a day in my free writing file. I just did this randomly in 2021, just whatever came into my mind. This year, I had a little bit more structure to it as a project. I decided to do one day in the life of someone who is it was sort of based on a day uh, that I had in December. That was a very long day, but is just going all over the place. And so it's a person talking through the course of a day. And there's going to be 365 little observations in the course of the day. So I'm, you know, halfway through that, 180 observations into that, halfway through the day, try to pace myself with it. And, you know, it's never going to turn into anything. It's really just more of a like, can I do this? Can I always come up with something to say? And so far, when all I'm asking myself to do is basically 100 to 200 words a day, sure, I can do it. I think it's a fun strategy, a, a thing to do as a writer to kind of keep doing that. We'll see what I do next year to do all that. We also had the goal to move into the house, make it feel more like home. We moved in early January, so I was pretty sure that was going to happen. We still have some boxes. I still do not have the furniture. I have ordered much of it as of early July, although there is hopefully a date scheduled by the time this airs for mid-July for us to get that. I had ordered it a year ago in one fell swoop, thinking I needed to do it relatively rapidly. <laughs> so hopefully I like it. Hopefully I like what I chose in like one day. In July of 2021, that's all going to show up in one day of July of 2022. Still some ongoing projects, but we're managing them. The next major one really is getting the boxes out of the guest room and getting that set up so we can have people come visit for you know more than a night where we kick a kid out of the room. But uh, yeah, it's it's coming along. It does definitely feel like home, and you know we're we're making things happen. And I guess one other thing that went well that is a goal that is done is that I learned how to do makeup. So anyone who listened to our previous episode with the ladies of Style Space, Jenny and Rebecca, know that I did two makeup sessions, one to help me choose new products, one to help me learn to apply it. I will not say that I do it every day because I am not that kind of person, but I have certainly felt more confident about applying makeup for events, so just if I'm going out, making it you know look like I wish it to look. So that is crossed off the list. Yay. I think your book sounds fascinating. I love, I don't know. That sounds like something I would want to read. Like concept so. literature. Concept literature. Yeah. yeah I mean, maybe and like I'll, the playing, maybe I'll edit it at some point and turn it into something. Uh, you know. Like the playing with time mm-hmm. or like different like reminiscences that are like, you know, from one moment. I don't know. I think that one has potential, so I would not write it off. Also, fun fact, I was reading these notes and you made some comment that like it wasn't very good or something like that, but it was an interesting ep- exercise and I thought you were referring to Shakespeare and I'm like, wow. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's generally perceived as pretty good, although he's, he's uneven. I mean, this is the reality of writing that much stuff. In not that many years, because he, you know, he didn't live till a very old age or anything. So a lot of these plays were written in the course of not terribly many years, and and his poems and and other things too. And so some of it is, I mean, just incredible. And some of it is like somebody was paying to get a play out at the end of the month, and he needed to do it. And 
I'm reading commentaries too, so I know what I'm reading because some of it's obviously archaic language, or I wouldn't know all the backstory of what is going on. And there are just these hilarious Shakespeare experts. Like anytime anything is crap, they're like Shakespeare didn't write it. <laughs> I like well maybe. I mean, I'm sure there's some scholarship that like there were other people he was collaborating with at the time. And I, I get that again, if you had to crank it out for the end of the month, like you were leaning on your friends, like, Hey, can I borrow that scene of yours? Or can you, you know, write this monologue real quick and I'll catch up for you, you know, next month. But you know, nobody bats a thousand. <laughs> we're going to take our break in a second, but what has been your favorite so far in the first half of the Shakespeare collection? I don't know. That's, it's hard to say. I, yeah, I, I don't know that I have a favorite work. It's, it's what, in the second half. But yeah, I know. It's, it's, what I've enjoyed doing, though, is reading some of the works that are famous and, and rereading them, you know, with this perspective, having read his other work and being older. Like, so reading Romeo and Juliet, for instance, as an adult, you're just like, this is, I know it's tragic. And when you're a teenager and you read it, it's tragic. But when you read it as an adult, it reads like farce. I mean, all of it reads just like, <laughs> you know, 14-year-olds so being dramatic and, you know, getting themselves into trouble as a result. So, you know. <laughs> so interesting. All right. Well, we are going to take our quick break and we will be right back. All right. We were just talking goals that were going well or are done. And now we are going to move on to goals that are either in progress, looking good or recommitted. recommitted. So I will go first. <laughs> yes. All right. You go yeah. first. I have at least one of those. So, all right. Refresh wardrobe. I feel like that's it really, it's, it's doing well. I feel like I've gotten some better casual stuff. I updated my shoes I also decided that on call, I was going to get some cute scrubs and just commit to wearing scrubs because we're allowed to do that. So I'm super excited. Jewelry is the one area which is still in progress. I got some wonderful recommendations from that style space session. And I definitely have some ideas, but you know, my allowance is finite and there have been other things. So it's going to happen. Listen deeply to two albums per month was on my list. I have not been doing a good job, but I just recommitted. This is not that high of a bar. I'm going to try it. Take notes in meetings. I'd say that's in progress. I don't feel like I've been 100% with it, but I think I have done that more often. It helps that I was using a planner with a blank page. So it was very inviting to kind of have a space to fill up. Publish ebooks. So long-term listeners will know this has been like a goal for a long time. We have made much, I have made, but it's really we because I ended up hiring help with this. And so we have made so much more progress on this than I have in prior years. I do think it is going to be pivoting to more of a course format. So stay tuned for that. But it does look to be in progress looking good at this juncture. And then more one-on-one -on -one time with kids and Josh. Well, I'm getting a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with Genevieve right now because Annabelle and Cameron are at sleepaway camp. It is actually quite lovely and they seem to be having a blast. So Genevieve, check. Annabelle, I feel like I've been able to get it in and I have some other ideas. Cameron is the challenge here. He did get a one-on-one -on -one trip with Josh. They went snowboarding. That's kind of a big one, but I feel like I need a little bit of dedicated Cameron time. So I'm going to have to figure out what we should do together maybe in the weeks that he has between 
his sleepaway camp and school. Although I think that from what I understand and I read of your blog and some of your weekends, you do tend to divide and conquer and that you take the girls and Josh takes Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's getting a lot of parental one-on-one time. Yes, but not with not Not usually with me. (laughs) Because I don't I don't like to skateboard. I don't like to play basketball in the sun. Like most of the things that he likes to do, like Josh is more likely to want to do. So that's fine. I mean, you could just have some, you know, daddy son time. They can do that. Yes. No, they can totally do that. I just need to find like something so I can feel like I'm not neglecting one kid. And I'm not neglecting him. He gets Plenty of attention, just not as much one-on-one attention. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, so in my case, one of my major goals for the year was to finish Tranquility by Tuesday, which is my next book. Tranquility by Tuesday, nine ways to calm the chaos and make time for what matters. It's coming out in October. And so obviously this is still in progress, uh, still coming out. And the book is basically finished. There is a cover. There's now the blurbs for the back. A lot of the marketing material has been done. The layout, we're just going to do one more pass of editing, um, but only, you know, you can only change like typos. You can't really change anything. It's, it's done. But now I need to work on getting it to as big an audience as possible to make sure that I am satisfied with this launch and feel happy with it. I really do like the book. So I'm hoping that people who are listening to this will like the book as well and consider getting a copy of it. But also, since you're listening to this now in July, but the book isn't even out yet, if you have ideas of how I can get this to as big an audience as possible, I would love to hear it. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm always looking for new ideas, places I haven't thought about, podcasts I should reach out to bloggers, media folk, whatever. I'm very open to suggestions. So feel free to help me out on making that goal happen. So what you're saying is, Oprah, if you're listening right now, <laughs> please give Laura a call. Now would be a good time for her to well, you know, it's appear funny on one of your she's, media she, well, She's not doing her, you know, her show that she was doing in the past. No, but she still, still has she's media. Still obviously media. <laughs> but, you know, there's all sorts of places. It doesn't have to be Oprah. It could be, I yeah, anyone who has readers that they can reach would be good for me to reach out to. So, you know, especially, I think it's a good book for anyone, but as usual, it tends to be people who are in what I call the busy years of building a career, raising a family, who tend to be most drawn to my message. So I guess people who address that demographic would be those that I should reach out to. I think people are going to love it and I have already read it or at least the previous version of it. And I think it's awesome. So we will definitely do a dedicated episode here in addition to all of your big fancy (laughs) places. So excited for that. All right. Still want to do, but less certain. Yeah. So I want to do the organized 365 100 day program. I always get like halfway through and then I stop. We moved And then it just felt like the areas that the order, and she tells you like, don't go in this order if it doesn't fit your life right now. So she knows, she knows everything and she's right. And so I think I actually need to focus on some trouble areas first, rather than like going straight through in her order. And so I will follow her advice and use her programs in a more focused way before I go straight through. Um, My 2020 and 2021 photo books, I still want to do them. I don't know. It could still happen, but it's certainly not definitely going to happen. 
<laughs> and then I had a not happening category, which was our savings goal of 20% of gross income. Yeah, I don't think this year is going to be a good year. Certainly not a good year. And, and I'm not talking about like stock market fluctuations. I just, we put a lot of money into the house and we moved this year and that was and the down payment. And I guess that does in some ways that kind of stays in your net worth, but like it doesn't, it didn't for me count as like savings. And so because a lot of it went into the house, I don't think we're going to make this numerical goal, but I also just decided to give ourselves a free pass for this moving year and it will be fine. Although this would be a good time probably to buy. I mean, I don't have some magical, you know, crystal ball to look ahead at the stock market, but generally when uh, the S&P is down 20%, it starts going up after that. Um, Well, we are still buying in that, you know, we have all of our retirement contributions maxed out and automated. So that's still happening and that's all into index funds. So we are buying low, I guess. I'm just, I just don't even like, it actually is, it is a good chunk of money, but I like, I think of that as like, okay, that's the minimum. And then I should be more on top of that. And I, we, we don't have a margin for that because I am planning too much travel, <laughs> but, but that's okay. But yes, we are still buying. So when those, when all that stuff recovers, hopefully it will, it will all pay off. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. What else is uh, sort of not happening? Oh yeah. More stuff is not happening. Um, an in-person work conference. Cause I only really get to go to one work conference a year and the one that I usually go to went virtual. So I went to the virtual version. So that's it. I am hopefully going to go to the 2023 version. And if that's virtual, I'm going to a planner conference. I'm sorry. I'm just doing it. Um, (laughs) Planning spring break 2022 with Annabelle. We moved instead. I'm glad we made that choice, but I think this will just be tabled to 2023. And then things I'm not super excited about. um, I love the idea of rest 22 and 22. I think it's a great concept. I have not like, I don't know. I don't rest. It's fine. I go to sleep. I totally, I mean, I sleep like more than seven hours almost every night. So maybe I'm just rested yeah. and it's okay. Stay in the same planner for 2022. Guys, no. I don't know why I made that goal. That's a terrible goal. And then finally, in person yoga or boot camp class. I'm not that excited about it anymore. Not for any specific reason. I just find working out at home super convenient. I found so many programs that I like. And my other exercise continues to be running, which I generally just like to do solo. So just crossing this one off. Yeah. Moving on. I guess, I I mean, I just had fewer things that I like committed to than you did because I don't think I have any big ones that are just not going to happen. But I don't know that I, I mean, there's sort of things I had in my mind that I'm not doing necessarily, but I hadn't written it out as like an official 2022 goal that then is is not occurring. So that's that's maybe if people would be bothered by not doing something once you've put it on an official list then that might be a reason to make fewer goals and to make smaller goals because then you can be more certain that they're going to happen so you know and there are plenty of things that I should be doing that I am not for instance I haven't run in several weeks I mean this is someone who once ran every day for 3 years now I haven't run in several weeks cuz I just I haven't made it fit in my life and I haven't made it a priority you know so there's plenty of things that I am not doing that other people might have set as goals but that was also something I wasn't particularly choosing to focus on in the course of the year I think one thing I do want to add in is doing some more ab work And I do need to make this an official goal that I'm going to hold myself to because 
I feel like I'm having some lower back pain and some IT band issues that if you look at some of the literature on on these kinds of injuries, a lot of them are exacerbated or caused by weak abdominal muscles. And it would not be outside the realm of possibility that after having my fifth child at age 41, my abdominal muscles might need some work. So I am going to commit to strengthening those and hoping that that will help with some of the other little annoying physical problems that hopefully aren't inevitable for one's mid 40s. I know people love Pilates for that. Could be. I don't I don't want to take a class. Like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take a class. I don't want to follow any trainer. Like I don't want to hire a trainer. I I don't want anyone telling me to do anything. Like ever. It's <laughs> so funny. I love people telling me to do things that's, with, with exercise specifically. And it can be, that's the funny thing. Like, that's why I don't need it to be in person. I'm like equally moved by the video person telling me. To do yeah, see, I just turned them and off. And you're like, no, 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 no one. <laughs> Zero interest anyone ever telling me to do anything. But I would like to encourage myself to do it. So we will go with that. Is there anything you are awesome. choosing to add? Yeah, I do want to train for a fall race. So I think I'm going to add some more like speed, like that I'm going to try to work on actual speed. And I do want to, even though it's sort of a 23 goal, my 22 goal is to like get a college BFF trip on the books, probably for next year. And then I'm still working on, you know, since, as I said, I sort of conquered social media, I would like to get rid of my last dopamine addiction right now, which is probably email. So it seems actually a lot easier than the social media in a way. So I think I'm going to work on that in lieu of some of the things that I canceled. Sounds good. Yeah. And just as one more reminder for people, we did this as an interactive session with our Patreon community. We would love to have you join us for our next session. Uh, We do these once a month, not always goal session. We do different topics, but they're a lot of fun. And we publish PDFs every month related to these topics too. So please check that out. Best of both worlds podcast on Patreon. would love to have you. So let's uh, go to our question section. So this was sent to Sarah and this listener says, I have some guilt asking this right now, but didn't, Oh, sorry. This was, you know, after some big news that had happened, I guess it's how I didn't really understand what that was going from. Okay. She says, I'm curious what you and Laura cheap out on, like from a fun standpoint. I'm in a dual income family with two young kids and some of what you mentioned, my husband and I can't afford or it might not be a priority, but we probably spend on things that you guys might not. So you've mentioned that you're not big on home decor. So I'd figure that as one, but I'm curious about other areas that you cheap out on. All right. So Sarah, what are we cheap or frugal or whatever word you want to use? What categories? So as I was hearing this question, I I was reminded of um, kind of like the four big areas. And I've, I've read something like pick one or pick two, where you spend your money. And those are home, car, food, and travel. And I would say that of those four, we spend on food and travel. And we do not spend on home or car in really any way, shape, or form. Our cars are old. The irony is that before, when I wrote these notes, I was like, and they're in such good shape. And then Prius, like, <laughs> my husband's Sign taking it in today because he's to strike it down. <laughs> he's like, every light just went on. This can't be good. So but you're whatever, down a car. we're going to fix it. Yeah. 
for now. It's fine. We're going to fix it, whatever it is, even if it's a few thousand dollars. I just don't want to buy a new car, so I'd rather repair it. And Toyotas last a long time. So that we have an 11-year-old Prius and a five-year-old Highlander hybrid. I really don't see us buying any cars unless something terrible happens um, for at least another five years. So we're going to have some pretty aging cars. And hey, by then, we might have some teen drivers. So... <laughs> Then you can Think give them that. the old car and not worry if it gets dented. Maybe the Highlander. It seems nice and cushioned and safe. And then our home, you know, it's really nice by my standards, like really nice, but um, we chose a less expensive area. And, you know, we were approved for a mortgage like more than three times the home we bought. So it, we purposely chose something that would not be sucking up tons of our resources. Now that might be a mistake. If everything appreciates like crazy, then I guess we made a bad investment choice, but we always do terribly with real estate and I just didn't want to spend that money now. So I'm super happy. I really like our house. It's like, it's a, we don't need any more house than this. So it's great. Furniture and decor goes along with home. We are an Ikea family. And I, you know, I know people are like, you know, when do you outgrow Ikea? And I'm like, never. <laughs> I have no problem with it. I, well, I don't know. At least know. not during the years where your kids might still like draw on them with marker. I mean, like why? I don't know. I yeah, know and then we, after we... that, I'm going to die. So like, <laughs> 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 like, seriously, by the time all of my children are out of the house, like I might have another couple decades left and then I'll move into like, I don't know. I'm just kidding. But like, I just, yeah, I can't wrap my head around spending on furniture and that's okay. If it brings other people joy, wonderful. It's just, I'd rather like ski in Montana. All right. Um, lately, oh, <laughs> Sephora makeup. I used to spend more at Sephora. I actually have been leaning in hard to this like Allure beauty box, which is $25 a month. And it's a random assortment of stuff. But if you accumulate month to month, it's almost like I never run out of any one thing. Like I did have to buy some face wash, but like there's always serums. There's always moisturizer. They'll send lip stuff. They'll send eye stuff. Like I find myself spending very little in addition to this box. So there you go. I avoid going down the rabbit holes of luxury goods, like fancy bags, jewelry. In this area where I live, it is super, super common to see women with like, you know, $5,000 bags just casually slinging their Chanel, their Hermes or whatever around. And I'm just like, I have one brand that I like that's much less than those, but still quality. And I buy one piece every once in a while and I just, whatever, that's enough. And then clothes, same. Like, I feel like I pick nicer stuff, but I have a very limited wardrobe and I don't tend to replace things all that often. Like t-shirts I might replace, but if I buy a, buy a pair of jeans, like I'm going to keep that pair for probably five years and I probably won't buy jeans for like the next two years. You know what I mean? I, I try to keep things for a long time. Boutique workouts. I feel like they were super, super in for a while. As I talked about, my workouts are pretty cheap. I do have the online Peloton subscription, which is $14 a month. And then running is pretty free unless you buy like a training plan or something. I could go even cheaper with like DIY training plans and YouTube strength workouts, but this seems pretty decent. And then finally, we do meal plan and try to like use leftovers very strategically. I wouldn't say we cheap out on food because I shop at Whole Foods and we do like to eat out sometimes, but I do track those things. And even if we spend the money, it's like on money on food that I enjoy and that get, gets eaten for the most part, not like thrown out or, you know, wasted in some fashion. Yeah, no, those are all, I mean, we're, we're similar on a lot of that stuff. Uh, cars, we... Our minivan is crossing 100,000 miles right now. Our My Acura is 11 years old. 
I'm going to keep it though, because I will have a teen driver in a year. And so he can, he can have it in the next year or two and drive that. And, you know, I'm really excited about (laughs) driving himself to school in the morning. That's going to be a lovely change in our life when that is possible. But yes, the Acura has already been hit in the past. And so when it gets hit again, or he hits something, which hopefully he won't, but if he does, it won't be the end of the world because it's really just not that precious anymore. I mean, I wouldn't mind spending more on clothes. I don't spend much money on clothes. I really wouldn't mind spending more, but shopping is like both boring and painful and I can't stand to be uncomfortable. So it's just like, you know, what are you going to buy? I would be like expensive orthopedic shoes or something. (laughs) Long time listeners, we've been talking about our makeup episode. I had been buying stuff in the drugstore forever. I mean, I'm now realizing perhaps that was maybe not the best approach uh, now that I've gotten some expert guidance. But, you know, you can do things when you're 20, which you can not maybe do when you're 40. So that was something I always cheaped out on. I dye my own hair. That's huge, it actually. Is huge. It is actually not huge. common and a huge expense saver. It is. It is. So there you go. Um, those are the things that I probably cheap out on. I, we take nice vacations. We definitely do. But the, the upside there is that my husband has accumulated literally millions of frequent flyer miles. So we tend not to need to pay for airplane tickets. And sometimes we don't have to pay for hotels either. You know, if you're staying in like a Sheraton or a Weston or whatever, they, they're part of the major chains. So you accumulate the points for there. So in many cases, you can use those. And if it's a good deal, then, then we would. All right. So love of the week, Sarah. Mine is going to be being in the pool solo. And the reason I'm saying this is obviously if you're a mom and you have little kids, basically every time you're at the pool, like what you're doing is you're keeping people from drowning. Or if they're water safe, you're also keeping them from like splashing somebody else who was not planning to be, you know, splashed in the face in their journey to the pool. But I was at a conference the week before we were recording this which was at a big resort that had a lazy river and a wave pool. And I went in the lazy river and the wave pool all by myself with no children, you know, that I had to watch and such. And it was kind of fun. I mean, lazy rivers when you can actually be lazy is pretty cool. That is amazing. My love of the week is probably the facial recognition software photo app for the the sleepaway camp. Oh, because so you're getting automatic just, photos, right? That they just they yes, just come. And okay. it, I was like, surely it's not going to be that great. Like they won't really be able to pick my kid out of like a sea of a million kids. Oh no, it's that great. Technology has gotten there. Ooh, it's scary. really really cool. So <laughs> I am loving that as well as seeing the e letters come in. They I guess they write it on paper and then they scan it to me so I get it quickly and it's like uh, the cutest thing. That's fun. That's really cool how they keep that going. You know, that's uh I have one child who's away at camp, but it's for older kids, so they're not. You know, it's just up to the kid if they want to reach out to you. <laughs> so that's uh some days are, are more in that mindset than others. But uh, yeah, that's really fun. I have I'll have to. Maybe one of my younger kids will go to Canada these days and I'll go. All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We have been doing our mid-year goal check-in. I encourage everyone to take a look at what you thought 2022 would look like. Look at, you know, what's going well. Look at what you are still committed to. 
what you want to recommit to, what you you know would like to change or maybe just get off your plate entirely. This is a great time to tech stock so that when we get to December of 2022, we can feel satisfied with how the year went and, and be in a good place to start the next one. So we will be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.